on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Annex Wealth Management and sponsored by Boucher Automotive, Town Bank, a Windrest Community Bank, and Delta Dental, Wisconsin's number one dental plan. Kicks and throws. Swing and a fly ball, shallow center. Bader is there. Bader makes the catch, and the Cardinals are headed to the postseason. Final score tonight, 6-2. to two. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Pauley. And then there are five games left in the regular season as the Brewers continue to play out the string before opening up their postseason run. Oh, yeah, by the way, St. Louis, they extend that winning streak of theirs. They have now won 17 straight. They clinch a playoff berth. We'll see if they maybe lose a little bit of their edge now that they don't actually have anything to play for over the final five days of the regular season. Brewers coming off a celebration on Sunday. I'm not trying to be dismissive of anything that may have happened over the course of the last three-plus hours, but in the grand scheme of things, it's all about just getting these games over with so you can get to the postseason. Welcome in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine along as well. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Augie, I, like, I don't know, the, the, these are challenge. This is, this is new territory for us. Like, one of the things that we've talked about a lot is since 2017, the Brewers had only played in one game that did not matter, and that was the final game of 2017. I don't know if when we're talking about it in the future, if we're going to consider these games as games that don't matter, but this is, this is brand new territory for the Brewers, just in the sense that the, the, just get these games over with and get to the postseason. There's not a whole lot to get out of these games from my perspective. Yeah, I think when you when you look at it from the Brewer player personnel, uh, where they're going about it, is yeah, you want to get through the season and get into the playoffs, but you got some meaningful games. And you know, the one thing that I, I think Craig Council will will talk about is that he's got to keep everybody sharp. It's getting everybody sharp, and we saw it a little bit today. I think what you're going to see, Matt, and I, I you'll probably agree with me. You're going to see the next five games go about being played like it's the last part of spring training where you want to get guys in the game. You want to get your your main guys in the game, get them their at-bats, maybe give them a day or two off, uh, and then move on. And I think it's the same thing with the pitchers. You want to get them to where they go to a a certain certain time of the game where you feel that they've they found their comfort level like they did with, with Woody tonight. Pitched the four innings, got to the 63 pitches. Just really commanding all his pitches very well. And then you want to you want to get that bullpen that work. And it's so important that you stay sharp. And I think that's the biggest thing that Craig Council wants to, wants to do in the next five games is make sure he keeps everybody ready, get in there at bats, and make sure they stay sharp. Yeah, you mentioned the 63 pitches for Woodruff. We'll certainly talk about that moving forward. There's a chance that we don't see him again in the regular season. We probably will see him uh, in the Dodgers series in some form or fashion, but that's not a guarantee uh, at this point. And you give credit to the Cardinals. The Cardinals have been hard charging for a playoff spot. They got that. Now they are in the same position as the Brewers for their final five games of the season where these games mean absolutely nothing. The Cardinals uh, are locked into that second wild card. The Brewers are locked in. 
to essentially the two seed in the National League. And who knows, maybe the Brewers and the Cardinals will play against each other in the postseason. If you want to join us, you can do so, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers fall to the Cardinals by a 6-2 score. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. The 0-1 pitch. Urias, a high drive, deep left field. O'Neill is back at the track. It is gone. Luis Urias goes deep for the 22nd time this year. And the Brewers have grabbed a 2-0 lead. Yeah, so over these uh, this final week of the season, while the actual games really don't matter that much, what does matter a little bit is some individual performances, and uh, we continue to see Luis Urias swing a hot bat. A little worrisome that uh, Willie Adamas had to be scratched prior to the game because of that quad. Uh, that is... That's the last thing you want to hear. Like, I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm not trying to be a red flag guy. But the fact that he was uh, in the lineup today and then gets scratched because of something that has really been bothering him for a while, the team needs Willie Adamas in the postseason. That being said, it was good to see Luis Urias hit hit another home run. Augie, I don't know about you, but I would have never predicted that Luis Urias was going to have a 22 home run season. It's just amazing when you see the way he started out the season. Not only did he have struggles at the in the field with the with fielding the ball at shortstop, but you and I had talked about it that he was really struggling at the plate. And uh, I don't remember the game back. He got an opportunity to pinch hit, hit a double, and it was, as soon as May twenty second happened, it just turned for him. And he's really turned in. I, it, it, it's not only that he's been hitting the ball with power, he just gives you good at-bats, and his bats are long. He, he works the pitches and gets a lot of base on balls and hits the ball to all fields, and you really got like to like what he's been doing at the plate. Yeah, you, you do, and uh, to me, I think it's... Um... You know, Daniel Vogelback is continuing to give this team really good at-bats. He draws a walk today, has a hit. I mean, his his at-bats are as good as anybody's at-bats. We saw Rowdy Telez go through a period where he was, he was red hot. But when you look at all of those players' offensive profiles, it really does make a whole lot of sense to have a lineup in the postseason that a lot of the times, not just against left-handers, but a lot of the time would have Luis Urias as your third baseman and Eduardo Escobar as your first baseman. That's that's not your best defensive lineup, because and you, you have to accept that going in because Escobar might make some mistakes at first base. and uh, We've seen him look a little bit better defensively recently, but to me it seems like the upside of that offense is, is probably worth it at this point. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, you know, I think that's something that's really important in the game of baseball. It's something that you think about when you get to that sixth inning and you can work a walk or go deep in a count and have that as good at bats. And we've seen that a lot from Urias and we've seen a lot from Vogie. Uh, Peterson has done a, a really nice job of it, getting on base via the walker uh, and go deep into counts. Those are such important at-bats. And, you know, we talk so much about moving the line, moving the line. Well, there, in those situations, when you get late in the ball game and you can be patient at the plate, work the count, get on base, 
that plays huge. And we've seen it play so big for the Spur Ball Club, especially late in the ballgame when he needed some runs. So you really got to like the at-bats that these guys are having, not only early in the ballgame when he gets some at-bats, but also late in the ballgame. That late in the ballgame, he scores some runs, and the Brewers have done that a lot, and it's really paid off. We'll play Craig Council coming up later on in the program, but just an update on what he had to say about Willie Adamas. said that uh, when warming up, Adamas was stiff, that they opted for extreme caution in normal circumstances. He still would have played through it. Uh, Adamas had previously said, Augie, that he probably wasn't going to get to 100% at any time this year, but he would try to get to 95%, and that would be good enough. Again, I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm not raising those red flags, but you you do not like to see uh, the guy who has been playing at an MVP level for you have a situation where this nagging injury continues to stick around. I think any time that he goes out and he's got a little bit of stiffness, and you know, I, he's already said that he's not going to be 100%. But I think he knows he understands himself where you can gauge yourself. I think any player that goes out and plays, and when you have an injury, you have a tendency, especially where he has been going through all year, you can gauge yourself how you feel. And if you get an opportunity like right now, you still got you got five games left. You got six, you got a week and a half almost till you play in the first playoffs. As you can really be a little bit patient. I think the big thing with Craig Council is give him the time off that he needs if he needs it a day or two, but he still wants to get in the at-bats. And at-bats are so important, especially when you have the time off that Willie's had. So it's going to be a combination of how he feels and yet at the same time let him be, get some at-bats in the game. That's going to be so important. 6-2, the Brewers uh, come up short. They lose in St. Louis to the Cardinals. Once again, the Cardinals... That winning streak continues. It is now at uh, 17 games. This is the longest, or the the winning streak, I should say, for the Cardinals. Now it's 17 games. It is the longest winning streak since Cleveland won 22 in a row in 2017. It is the longest winning streak in the National League since the 1930s. It is uh, is remarkable what the Cardinals are doing, and you do wonder if it will look a little bit different now that they have uh, clinched uh, their playoff spot, and now the games are going to be Uh, kind of the same stakes for each team. We'll talk about that a bit more when we uh, return. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line. You could tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. The Brewers, uh, they lose to the Cardinals 6-2. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. In the division series, as Goldschmidt is going to try and score potentially on a base hit as it gets by Garcia. And O'Neill rounding second. He is headed for third. He's going to make it. The Cardinals take a 3-2 lead on a routine single to right that Garcia lifted his head up on too quickly, got under his glove, and Tyler O'Neill ends up at third base. Brewers lose to the Cardinals by a 6-2 score. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Uh, not to spend too much time talking about the Cardinals, but we would be remiss not to mention just what they're doing. A 17-game winning streak. 
to put that in perspective, they were 71-69, and just two games over five hundred on September 11th before they opened up the winning streak. They now have a record of 88-69. and The winning streak is the longest in team history. It's the longest in the big league since Cleveland took 22 in a row in 2017. Uh, they are on the longest uh, winning streak from September 1st on since the 1935 Chicago Cubs won 21 straight games. Augie, it's uh, it's pretty incredible what this St. Louis team is doing right now. Look at the the time you said when just a couple games over five hundred, then go on the street to win seventeen in a row. I, when you you look at this ball club, we all know offensively when you look at their lineup, they have a really good lineup. When you got Goldschmidt, O'Neill, or Arenado, and you put Molino in that Molina in that uh, middle of that lineup, that's a really good offensive ball club. But I think with with this club and where they've really turned it around is they followed the Brewer formula, and that's having that good strong bullpen. Get some good innings from your starting rotation. The, they struggle with their starting rotation. They haven't settled in, but their bullpen has just been excellent uh, through this winning through this winning streak, and they've been throwing the ball very well. And if you say there's a difference in this ball club, yes, offensively they're a good ball club. Defensively, they play very well, but that bullpen has done an excellent job for them in this 17 game winning streak. Text message from the 414. I hope the Brewers don't have to meet St. Louis in the playoffs. If they can't beat them now, they can't beat them then. I, I don't want them to meet the Cardinals in the postseason either because the Cardinals are playing great baseball right now and they're a dangerous team. But I, I don't think taking anything from what they're doing in these games, I don't think you can correlate that to what it might look like in the postseason. As I've said over and over and over, these games just have not been equally yoked. Last week, the Cardinals were playing for so much more. They were charging for the postseason. Even today, they had yet to wrap up the uh, the postseason. Now these teams are going to be a little bit more kind of doing the same thing here over the next couple of days, and we'll see what it looks like then. We'll go to uh, Mark, who's uh, on the east side of Milwaukee. Hey, Mark, you're on WTMJ. Well, hi, Matt. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Well, I'm not doing so good. I'm going to tell you the reason why. Because I've been watching what the Cardinals have been doing, and they're scaring me. They've been scaring me. I've been scared of the Cardinals for for years because – They've had our number. Guess what? They sure got everybody's number right now. They've been playing some lousy teams except for the Brewers. And guess what? We're going to have to play them. We should have knocked them out a little while ago. We need to give them a punch in the nose. And I'm sorry. I know that we're in right now. But you know what needs to be done? We need to let a pitcher stay in there that's winning or put in pitchers, really pitchers that can win and give them a black eye. Because I'm going to tell you what the confidence level they've got right now. I can't see them losing. But Adam Wayne right in there against the Dodgers in one game. And I see him winning, you know, um, this this is this is not a good situation right now. The Brewers are a great team. I just don't see what's happening with St. Louis right now as being a good thing for anyone in the National League. I think that they're right now, if they don't get beaten and beaten bad a few games, I don't see them being uh, a team that's going to lose. And. 
Yeah, Mark, I appreciate the phone call. Honestly, they're playing great baseball. I just, I would like to, Augie, I don't know about you, I'd like to revisit this conversation in two days. Now the Cardinals have achieved what they wanted to achieve. They've clinched their playoff spot. Let's see what they look like over the next two days. They're going to be in, because now all of a sudden they can start to shift the way the Brewers really had already kind of shifted looking towards the postseason. I I think I expect it to look different for the Cardinals over the next two days and really over the next five days. I agree with you. I I think Mark brings up a great point. And anytime you see a team that's playing red hot, has done done what they've done, you know, you you just reiterate it since 1935 to 17 in a row, and they've changed themselves around. Boy, they're playing really good baseball. I I think what you're going to see in the next two days is pretty much what you saw the Brewers today is keep healthy. And I I think the one thing that this Brewer ball club has wanted to do is make sure that you go in the postseason as healthy as you can. And then you just for, uh, brought up Adamus, and that's why they're taking being a little bit more cautious with Adamus. He understands what he has to do, but I think the next two games you're going to see a different style of baseball. You're going to see teams giving their guys rest. You're still going to see teams going out and trying to win. You always try to win, but yet you want your guys to get your work in. You want your pitchers to get your work in. You want your bullpen to be healthy and get their work in and be positive. You always want to be positive. And it's going to get interesting, uh, like you just said, Matt. Uh, it'd be interesting to have our talk after Thursday to see how these next two games are played. It's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I, just, I think it's going to be different. If it's not, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it, but I, I just feel like it's going to be different now that the Cardinals have clinched their playoff spot. 855-616-1620 is the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We've got some calls on hold. We'll get to you coming up in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. And the 1-1 pitch. Missed inside. Good butt put down. Woodward's only going to have a play first. Makes the play coming down the line and scoring is Bader. Very good bunt put down by Adam Wainwright. 6-2. Brewers lose to St. Louis. The Cardinals clinch a playoff berth. So once again, the NL Central getting multiple postseason teams in. Welcome back into Brewers X Journeys. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's head to uh, Madison. Sparky has given us a call. Hi, Sparky. You're on WTMJ. Okay, Matt. Hey, thanks for... Uh for taking my call here, it looks like Milwaukee and Atlanta in the first round. And I guess my thought is I would have to give the Brewers the edge mainly because of their pitching from top to bottom. But at the same time, if the Brewers are going to go deep into the playoffs, I think that Christian Yelich is going to have to step up his game big time. And we haven't seen offensively him doing this at all this year, unfortunately. But I would have to think in these short series like this, he's going to have to, uh, you know, up, up, upgrade his level of play here because uh, I, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but do you feel as though the Brewers can go deep if he doesn't uh, improve his offensive game? So I just wanted to throw that out and see how you might feel about a Milwaukee-Atlanta playoff, and it would be great to see the Brewers win, obviously, but... It'd be even nicer to see him beat Atlanta because they left Milwaukee. So I just wanted to throw that out and get some feedback. Okay, fellas? Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Sparky. And I agree with what you say about I, I For this team to win the World Series, I think Yelich is going to have to have himself a really, really good postseason. Uh, and he's kind of 
He's had moments recently, but he went back into a bit of a lull after he had a really good, you know, three week to a month period. There's some people out there who call for Yelich to kind of become the fourth outfitter and for Tyrone Taylor to be in a starting outfield group along with Lorenzo Cain and Visail Garcia. Augie, we've talked about it a lot. Like, I. I stick with Yelich. I give him every opportunity in the world. We still see how much that, uh, how much other teams respect his ability and what he can do. I just if, if you go down because of it, if you lose because of it, well, so be it. To, as far as I'm concerned, Yelich is your guy, and and I put him in the lineup every single day. You know, Sparky brings up a good a good point as far as with Christian that he does have to step up, and you and I have talked about that many many times in the last couple of months and you know we we saw that at times that where he has a really good at bats and you know not swinging at strikes outside the strikes when he's been really a lot better at that i agree he does have to get better at uh, in the playoffs and they do need him to step up uh i think you need your 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 key guys in your in your lineup to do that uh anytime you get into a playoff situation but i think when you look at you look at what Christian does to this lineup. The other teams respect him for what he can do. They, you never know when he's going to break loose. You make a bad mistake on him. He can drive the ball out of the ballpark yet, and he still can give you that good at bat. He's been hitting the ball to all fields. I just think Christian Yelich in this lineup makes it a better lineup because of who he is. And a lot of times you go in, you play teams, and I'm certain that when they come in here, they don't want Christian Yelich to beat them. And, you know, you got to look at the, at the great years that I, like a Colton Wong in the beginning of the lineup has done and, and Adamas has done. These guys have been keys, but that Christian Yelich at bat in that, in that third spot it really plays big for the Brewers, and they're going to need him in the playoffs. I do like the matchup against the Braves from a pitching standpoint. I feel like they can get after Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson. Max Freed is actually the guy that kind of scares me a little bit. He's a lefty. He would, if they if they're able to set everything up, you up the way they want it to. You would think he would probably be the the game two starter. But I like the matchup. Look, they've got some really good hitters. Freddie Freeman's a great hitter. Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, uh, a guy like Eddie Rosario who's brought in. Jorge Soler's been playing well recently. They've got some. They they certainly have some players there who can do things. I just I I like the matchup against the Braves, and I, I would expect the Brewers to win that divisional series. Let's grab one more phone call. Tony is in West Bend. Hey, Tony, thanks for calling. You're on WTMJ. Good evening. Um, I would like to know from your guys' opinion on the big three who you would like to be the third in game one. You bet, Tony. I, I don't know about you, Augie. Like, all along, I've kind of thought that Brandon Woodruff is your game one starter. I'm starting to lean towards Corbin Burns. Burns is the guy who has been the best pitcher this year for the Brewers. He's the guy who's in the Cy Young conversation. I'm we're we're choosing between, you know, two luxury model vehicles at this point when we're talking about Woodruff or Burns. But right now I think if I had to uh if I had to select a game one starter, I'd probably go with Burns in game one and then Woodruff in game two. You know, I, I think either way you go is is fine. I I kind of go with the with how you've been doing it all your your traditional how you've been trying to go in when you face teams and if you see what the Brewers have done from the start of season by making Woody their their opening day pitcher, he's the guy who started and then Corbin's been following with that with that great stuff he has. I I just my my personal feeling is that's the way they're going to go. Woody has been a, a really good pitcher at to set a tone 
for a series. And he's he's that guy, like tonight, I thought he threw the ball really well. He worked his two-seam sinker down. He elevated his fastball. I think those are things he wanted to do. He used his changeup and his breaking ball kind of effective. Yeah, he did make a couple bad pitches with a changeup. Got a, uh, I thought Carlson hit a great pitch on the inside part of the plate. But when you look at what overall the story, what he did tonight, he really threw the ball very well. And you want that guy that goes out there and just sets a tone. And I've always thought that Woody is the guy when you need something, you want to start something, you want to get off on that right foot, that he's the guy you go to. But I'll tell you what, Matt, it really doesn't make any difference. Those You put either one of those two guys out there, and you got a you got a, a number one guy that you can be very proud of and can take you a long way. Yeah, there's, there's no wrong answer, and I agree. I think they are going to throw Woodruff in the first game. I think if I'm making the decision, I'd probably go Burns. I understand what you're saying, and, and you're like, there's just there's no wrong answer in this. So my, my expectation is that Woodruff will be the game one starter. Uh, I would have probably gone with Burns just to kind of reward him for this, you know, remarkable, legendary, historic type season uh, that he had. But there is there is nothing wrong with either of those guys being your game one starter. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The post game comments of manager Craig Council next here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Putting up zeros so far in this one. Here's a high drive deep right field. Garcia's back at the wall. He jumps up and he's gone. Brewers end up losing to St. Louis by a 6-2 score. Brewers' extra innings does continue here on WTMJ. Brandon Woodruff, four innings, two runs on seven hits, three strikeouts, no walks. He throws 63 pitches before being removed from the game. And as manager Craig Council opened up uh, his post-game comments, he talked about whether or not that was kind of the plan for how they wanted to use Woodruff in this game. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. Um, I'm actually right in that area, so it... um just ease off a little bit and um, we'll kind of map out what's next for him uh, from here. Can you just to follow up on that? Can you share anything about that now? Like, do you anticipate him pitching somewhere against the Dodgers to set up for the NLDS? Yeah, we're gonna that's what we're gonna figure out tomorrow. Uh, but no decisions on that as of now. Greg, was that just kind of standard Wainwright, what you've come to know from, uh, and expect of him over the years tonight? Um, yeah, I mean, he, he pitched well. He's, he's a tough customer. Um, you know, we know him very well. His, 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 I thought his cutter was a good pitch tonight for him. Um, he used that very effectively tonight, uh, for our left-handers especially. So, um, you know, we, got, we each had a big hit. Um, and we had a couple couple rallies going, but uh, couldn't cap off any of the rallies. For being a late addition, it seemed like Luis really had a good night offensively with the homer. Yeah, Luis, no, Luis did a nice job, and it's nice. The homer's nice. He is, um, you know, we're like the goal for all these guys is just to have them going good into the last week here. So uh, I thought we just saw the ball and have really good at bats tonight. I know the, the word was uh, precautionary for Willie, but is there anything any more you can share with us on his status? Uh, I would just describe his day to day. You know, he he was just a little stiff getting loose today. Essentially, um, there was there was not a an injury or and nothing happened. Um, he was just stiff, and uh, frankly, we're going to be 
you know, extra, con- extra conservative at this point. Um, you know, and next Friday, he would not have been taken out of the game. I can tell you that. Um, so we'll just, well, it's day to day, literally. We'll, we'll see how he comes in tomorrow and see how it feels. Um, not concerned. Don't think this will impact anything. Um, just being cautious. Craig, when you can have a late scratch and put in a guy like Urias who hits his 22nd home run, you feel like it's emblematic of the depth you guys have built and kind of just you have a bunch of good choices, don't you? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that's one of our strengths is that we, you know, we feel like our position player group is um, we don't, it doesn't change as we as we move guys in and out. And um, I, I do think that's why you're able to withstand the, the things that happened during a 162 game season. Um, and it's, it's, it's how you, it's how you thrive during it, not just survive, you know, during some of these stretches. And I think that's what we've done. That's Magic Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago as the Brewers fall to the Cardinals by a 6-2 score. How does it all go down? We'll tell you. The highlights are next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 6-2 Brewers come up short against the Cardinals in the opener of a three-game series and an opener of a road trip that will wrap up the regular season. Starting pitching matchup today, Brandon Woodruff going for the Brewers. Adam Wainwright goes for St. Louis. Brewers uh, flashed some leather in the bottom of the first inning. Tommy Edmond led that inning off with a base hit for St. Louis. After Paul Goldschmidt and Tyler O'Neill were retired, Nolan Arnato comes to the plate. Swing and a pop-up, shallow left. Out goes Urias, in comes Yelich. Yelich dives! He caught it! What a play by Christian Yelich, a full-on sprint from left and a headlong dive. And he comes up without number three. Nice catch by Yelly. Yeah, really nice catch out there. Keeps it a scoreless game. It looked like the Cardinals were going to break through in the bottom of the third inning. Paul Goldschmidt with one out gets a base hit. The next hitter is Tyler O'Neill. 3-2 pitch. Line down the left field line. This is going to get down and one-hop the wall in the corner. Goldschmidt racing around second. They're going to wave him home. Here's the relay to home plate, and he's going to be out. Now the throw to third is not going to be in time. That was Wong that came over and took the cutoff from Yelich, who got to that ball in a hurry. And it was an aggressive sin by Pop Warner. Yeah, fantastic play made by the Brewers. Yelich to Wong to Narvaez to get the out. O'Neill goes to third, but then Nolan Arnato lines out, and it remains a scoreless game. Not for long, top of the fourth inning. Brewers take the lead. Avisael Garcia leads the inning off with a base hit. Then a uh, fielder's choice uh, puts Daniel Vogel back on with Garcia out at second. That brings up Luis Urias. The 0-1 pitch. Urias, a high drive, deep left field. O'Neill is back at the track. It is gone. Luis Urias goes deep for the 22nd time this year. And the Brewers have grabbed a 2-0 lead. Felt like they could have gotten more in the inning. Jace Peterson had a uh, base hit. Brandon Woodruff had a base hit, but the Brewers end up stranding two, scoring two runs on four hits. They take a 2-0 lead, but that lead does not last very long. Bottom of the fourth inning, Dylan Carlson leading things off. Putting up zeros so far in this one. Here's a high drive, deep right field. Garcia's back at the wall. He jumps up and it's gone. 
Harrison Bader then gets a base hit. Paul DeYoung gets a hit, so runners on at first and second for Andrew Kisner, who lines out, but Bader's able to move to third, and it brings up the pitcher, Adam Wainwright. And the 1-1 pitch. Missed inside, good butt put down. Woodward's finally going to have a play first. Makes the play, coming down the line and scoring is Bader. Very good butt put down by Adam Wainwright. So that gives the Cardinals a, uh, a tie game, their second round of the day. It's a 2-2 contest. They would take the lead in the fifth. New pitcher is Yandel Gustave. Uh, first battery faces Paul Goldschmidt doubles. Next hitter is Tyler O'Neill. In the division series is Goldschmidt. He's going to try and score potentially on a base hit as it gets by Garcia. And O'Neill rounding second. He is headed for third. He's going to make it. Cardinals take a 3-2 lead on a routine single to right that Garcia lifted his head up on too quickly, got under his glove, and Tyler O'Neill ends up at third base. Yeah, an error assessed on the play. That allows Nolan Arnato to hit a sacrifice fly to score Tyler O'Neill, and it makes it a 4-2 game. Hobie Milner comes in to pitch for the Brewers in the sixth inning. Gets the first two batters that he faces, Paul DeYoung and Andrew Kisner, to strike out. But then Jose Rondon comes up as a pinch hitter. Rondon to left, down the line. If it's fair, it's gone. It is fair. Jose Rondon with a pinch hit home run. And the Cardinals lead 5-2. to Milner continuing to pitch in the seventh inning when he faces off against Arenado. First pitch to Arenado is hit in the air. Left field. Yelich going back, looking up, and that is into the Brewers' bullpen. Arenado goes deep. For the 34th time this year, the Cardinals lead it 6-2. That would end up being the final score. Daniel Norris does throw a scoreless eighth for the Brewers. And the final score is 6-2. With the win, the Cardinals, they go to 88-69. and Again, they win their 17th straight, while the Brewers drop to 94-63. and Winning totals for St. Louis, six runs, 11 hits, no errors. They leave five. For the Brewers, two runs, nine hits, one error. They leave nine. Winning pitcher is Wainwright. He is 17-7. and Gustave takes the, loss, takes the loss for the Brewers. He is 1-1. One and one. Home runs in the game. Carlson his 16th, Rondone his third, Arenado his 34th for St. Louis, while Luis Urias, he hits his 22nd of the year for the Brewers. The game lasting two hours and 54 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 35,726 folks at Bush Stadium. Once again, Brewers lose to St. Louis 6-2. Game two of the three-game series coming up tomorrow. We'll preview that. We'll also uh, tell you what went down across uh, Major League Baseball impacting playoff races. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Just a couple minutes left in the program after the Brewers come up short, losing to the Cardinals 6-2. Welcome back in. Let's take a look at the playoff races right now in Major League Baseball. So with the win tonight... The Cardinals clinched the second wild card spot in the National League, and that officially eliminates the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, so right now, the only race that is left in the National League is for the National League East with the Braves and the Phillies. The Braves beat the Phillies tonight by a 2-1 score. So with that,
that the Braves now lead the Phillies by three and a half games in the East. Brewers have won the Central, and I should say that there is a race in the West as well because of. Uh, but th- both those teams are in the postseason. But that's not fair to say that's the only race. Uh, still a race to see who's going to win the NL West, and that is key because you're trying to avoid playing St. Louis in the wild card game. Uh, right now, the uh, Giants are leading the uh, the Dodgers by two games in the NL West. The Giants, as we speak, are one one against the Diamondbacks in the top of the sixth inning, and the Dodgers have a two nothing lead against the Padres. That's in the bottom of the fifth. So if the Dodgers win and the Giants lose, the Dodgers get within one game. In the American League, the most interesting thing at this point is the American League uh, wild card battle uh, where the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Mariners, and the Blue Jays are all right around each other. Games right now, uh, well, Yankees beat the Blue Jays by a 7-2 score. The Red Sox lose to the Orioles 4-2, and right now the Mariners are leading the A's by a 2-1 score. So the American League wild card right now, the Yankees hold the top wild card spot. They have a two-game lead on the Red Sox. The Red Sox currently have the second wild card position in the American League. However, the Mariners and the Blue Jays are each within one game of Boston. And again, the Mariners right now are in action, leading Oakland 2-1 in the top of the sixth inning. So if the Mariners win that game, all of a sudden, Seattle is going to be within a half game of Boston for the second wild card spot uh, in the American League. So that could be wild coming down the stretch. Brewers and Cardinals will play game two of this three-game series coming up tomorrow night. The Brewers' starting pitcher will be Adrian Hauser. Right-hander will go into the game with a 9-6 and record and a 3.34 ERA. Uh, potentially could be the final time we see him in the regular season or he could get some work uh, in the Dodgers series. We'll have to wait and see. I think he's somebody that we'll probably see in the bullpen in the postseason. I'm not expecting Hauser to get a start in the postseason, but I could be I could be completely off-base off that. That's just kind of the way I see things going uh, playing out. Miles Michaelis is going to get the start for St. Louis. The righty is 2 and two with a 4.15 ERA. 6.45 first pitch. That means our coverage begins at 6.10. And uh, I, along with Jerry Augustine, will talk to you immediately following the game tomorrow night here on WTMJ.